You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. I am so grateful to be hosting you this morning. My name is Sister Tiffany, in case you don't know, and we are going to get into the word of God. This is a really interesting topic, which the Lord has put on my heart. So before I go any further, let's go into prayer together. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in Jesus name. Thank you for life. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. We thank you that we have our right minds this morning. We thank you, God, that we have a mind to pray and a mind to seek your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Edify us, strengthen us, build us up, help us, change us in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we want to be like you in the name of Jesus and Father. In Jesus name, we want more out of our prayer lives. We want to have a deeper prayer experience. We want to pray and see our prayers answered. Father, in Jesus name, we're asking that you would teach us so that you can do a new thing in our prayer life. We need to know what your heart is concerning the the various issues in our lives. So God, we want to hear from you when we begin to call upon your name. We love you. There truly is none like you. You are holy. You are righteous. You are just. You are pure. You're beautiful. You are altogether lovely. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, for the love that you have for us. And it is in your name that we pray, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord. And I'm truly, Jesus, please help them in their prayer lives. Help them to seek you. Help them to want to seek you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, let them hear you when they begin to speak to you and cry out to you in Jesus' name. So the first thing the Lord is telling me to tell you is, as far as uh, praying goes, uh, the, the way you approach him in your perception of the way he perceives you is really important. If you believe that you're going to an angry tyrant, then you more than likely will get a demon spirit that will be masquerading as God talking to you in a very angry and mean way and giving you some type of false instruction or something like that. And not anything that's going to actually build you up and help you and what you're asking for. So let me tell you all something. You have to really drop the guilt, drop the shame and drop the condemnation if you are going to pray effectively. Okay. And let me tell you something. Scripture clearly says, I cried to the Lord and he heard me in my distress. Okay. And he answered me. So there's a difference between you going through something and crying out to God and you just thinking God doesn't like you or love you. And then you asking him, well, why don't you answer me? Well, this is why, because you don't like me. You favor other people over me. God doesn't want you to approach him in that way. It's good to be real. It's good to love him, you know, and, and express all the things that you feel, even if they're not always so positive. But when you approach him, you need to approach him with confidence and you need to approach him knowing that you have received the spirit of adoption and you can call to him and say, father, and he will hear you and he will respond to you. Okay. And that he's not going to be punishing you and things of that nature. Um, we went over what Psalm 18 and 36 says that he makes our way um, larger so that our feet does, don't fall. Okay. God is the one who facilitates these changes in our life. He makes things easier for us. So if we're struggling with something, God says, that's okay. I have deliverance for you. You know, if you need this, I have this answer for you. God is not attempting to destroy you. He's not attempting to ignore you. He does not want you to be confused. He's not the author of confusion. Thank you, Jesus. But it does say he's the author and finisher of your faith. So we can understand that um, 
he is going to expect us to operate out of that faith that he would be writing or um, placing in us and in our lives. So we have to come to him the right way. So today we're going to speak about how we can um, really hear from the Lord and get those answers that we want. Okay. And this is not using him. We understand that he is God. He is holy. He's not a genie. We're not just pulling on him for information and things like that. We actually have a real relationship with him and we just want to um, go up, take it up a notch in our prayer lives. We want to pray more effectively. And so I just have a few tips for you today on how you can actually do that. Amen. We want to pray and receive answers. And I also want to let you know that sometimes the Lord will require you to wait. Sometimes the answer, the answer is multidimensional and you know, you're not just going to get it with one word, even though God can do that. Sometimes he wants us to learn things and go through things and, um, see so that we can actually say, okay, I prayed about this and God is bringing this to me. Sometimes we may not hear an audible voice when we pray, but we'll, um, you know, turn on a sermon and say, wow, God is really speaking to me. So we have to be comfortable with listening for God in various ways and not just becoming frustrated when we don't audibly hear him in prayer. Okay. But some of the things that I'm going to share with you today will help you to absolutely get an answer from the Lord when you are praying. So um, your prayer life is a part of your relationship with Christ. You can't do away with it. You can't ignore it. You can't avoid it. And the more effort you put into your prayer life, the more faithfulness and commitment and consistency that you show with your prayer life, the deeper your relationship with the Lord will go. And an example that he gave me um, in, as it pertains to that is when two people are getting to know each other and they're communicating, they're speaking, the more they speak, the more they know of each other, okay? So the more you speak to your love interest or the more you speak to your new friend, the more you will know about that person. And what does that mean spiritually? The more you speak with Jesus, the more revelation you'll have, the more insight you'll have. You'll have a deeper and more intimate knowledge of who he is because you speak with him, because you talk to him, amen? And this is what God wants you to understand. Um, some of us even have frustrations because we feel like, you know, um, we are lacking understanding and we need help in certain areas. And listen, a rich prayer life will give you the answers that you are looking for. Prayer is literally communication with the Lord. So he is communicating with you and listening to you during times of prayer. So you can't get around your, um, your, your prayer life as you are growing your relationship with Christ. You cannot leave that in a, a, a futile state or in a um, immature state. Your prayer life has to be something that you tend to. It has to be like a garden that you care for. You have to water it. You have to check on it to see how it's doing. Okay, see if there's any bugs trying to eat away at the leaves. See if it's getting the right amount of light and the nutrients it needs. Your prayer life needs to be tended to and cared for. Amen. Amen. Because it is your line of communication with Jesus. It is how you communicate um, with your, your heavenly father. It's how you talk with God. So prayer is just the highest form of communication that a human can partake in. And we love to pray. We love to pray. And we love to pray more than we love to blab our mouths with our friends and things of that nature. We love to spend time with the Lord in prayer. Amen. And I just want you to declare that over yourself. And you can say, even if that has not been my truth, it will be my truth. That I love prayer more than I love idle conversation. I love talking to Jesus more than I love talking to people. 
And God is all for you having friends and the right friends, of course. Um, he enjoys when you talk and when you are a part of community. Um, however, you have to know how to make Jesus your number one when it comes to issues and things of that nature. And Jesus is kind. Sometimes you'll go to him in prayer and he'll say, talk to so-and-so about this. And he'll put the answer in their mouths. But um, the, the takeaway from this is your relationship with Christ um, needs your prayer life to be strong. Your prayer life needs to be growing. And your prayer life needs to be what you turn to before you turn to people. A lot of us are more dependent on our carnal conversations. And that's because we come out of the world with a lot of learned behaviors. And what do we do when we're going through something in the world? Something that's good or something that's not so good. We call somebody and we talk to them about it. So we come to Christ and he says, pray. And we're like, wait a minute, but I need to talk to so-and-so. And Jesus is like, no, you need to talk to me. And then you're like, well, you're not even going to answer me if I tell you. And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> and so it takes a lot of us getting out of our flesh so that we can get into the spirit and find peace in the stillness and intimacy of a connection with Jesus. Okay. Um, I can tell you this to be realistic, that your prayer life does go through changes. And um, sometimes you'll find, hey, I have not been praying as much as I used to. Or, hey, I want to learn more about prayer. I'm not quite satisfied with my prayer life anymore. Or, hey, you know, I've been going through some depression and it just seems like my prayers are, are shorter than they used to be. Um, or whatever it may be. Sometimes your prayer life just goes through. It just goes through changes. You had a new baby, you know, and you're not able to pray the way you used to. All the kids are in school now or they are all at least in school in daycare. Guess what? Now you're able to pray um, a little differently. We just go through changes in life. OK, and those changes can be in our family. Those changes can be in our location. Those changes can be emotional. Those changes can be spiritual in our prayer life. It's like. Um we can see the changes in our life reflected in our prayer lives, okay? And how we're handling the changes of life. Those, those things are reflected in our prayer life because we go through so many unique seasons. You can't tell me that, you know, you're always going to be able to pray 10 hours a day. You can't tell me that you can only, always for the rest of your life, only pray for an hour a day. We go through changes. Sometimes there's something that you really want and you really need and you say, Lord, I am knocking on your door. I'm going to be that persistent um, widow until you answer me with what I want. And sometimes there's nothing that's so pre um, pressing. And we get into seasons of prayer where we are just worshiping God and adoring God and receiving that impartation through that worship. So your prayer life is not always going to be the same. Sometimes we have unrealistic expectations of ourselves. Um, you know, expect to stay committed expect to stay faithful, but also expect changes. Okay. Expect changes. The, the great thing about God is that he bears with us through the various changes that we're going through. And, um, he understands he's not unreasonable. You have a newborn. He understands that now you can't pray, you know, the, the, um, two hours or the three hours that you used to, but what God is looking for is commitment to where you say, you know what? These twins are a lot for me. However, I can still pray when they take their naps or um, before I wake them up in the morning, I'm going to spend time with the Lord. Um, when the twins are off to college 
or when they go to high school or when they're more self-sufficient, you'll have more time to pray. So and I'm just using that as an example to say your prayer life will go through changes. Sometimes if you're depressed, you can't pray for as long. You're in such grief and sorrow and despair. You know, it's difficult to settle yourself and have continual things to say. And this is just real life stuff, you know? Um, sometimes when you're falling in love with someone, you'll be praying about them and talking about them and asking God about this and that when it comes to them, as opposed to when you have no love interest, your prayers are about something else, you know? So it just goes through seasons and changes and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Absolutely nothing wrong with your prayer life going through changes. What I want to talk to you about by the living God, um, is how to receive answers to what we're praying for. I do believe that sometimes we just overcomplicate things. I do believe that we do this. I believe that even though scripture is so clear that God is with us and he walks in us and he um, is near to us and he's in the midst of us, we have this, this perception that he's still very far away. And we always think of the Daniel thing that the answer might be under attack. And that does happen. It's scriptural. But we have this better covenant where we have intimate face-to-face -face fellowship with the Lord. So it's like when Moses sat in the presence of God and with fellowship with him. Um, it's almost like him talking with God and God not saying anything for like a week. Whoa, that wouldn't have been very nice. So we, um, New Testament compares us, you know, with this glorious covenant that we're in to that. And so when we talk to God, he has his sovereign ways. And so sometimes he may not answer immediately or he'll wait and answer in a certain way. However, we have this expectation that he will answer and we can get immediate answers. So let's turn to Jeremiah 33 and three. And I'm going to be reading the English Standard Version. And Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call to me and I will answer you. Okay. Is God a liar? God is not a liar. So I'm here to tell you, God is going to answer your prayer. Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. A lot of us are going to the Lord, um, asking him for, you know, answers to things that we just don't know things that we don't understand. And this is where this um, revelation comes from. The more you're in his face, the more you're speaking to him, the more you'll know about him, the more you'll know about what's going on in his heart. He'll be able to impart more into you. He says, if you call to me, I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. And finding out those great things and finding out those hidden things is where you should really gain some strength from and some peace from. So we want to know how to call on to God. So when I thought of this scripture, the Lord brought to mind um, a practice that Minister Watson taught me and I'm telling other people and it actually really works. Okay. When you need an answer from the Holy Spirit, all you have to do is ask him and then wait for him to answer you. Okay. And I know it seems very simple. And I know you're like, Tiffany, didn't you just say this? But I mean, literally say out of your mouth, Holy Spirit, what should I do? Ask him the question and just wait for the response right there. You don't have to ask him more than once. God can hear you very well. Just ask him one time and he will answer you. Give him about a minute. You will start seeing something. You will start hearing him um, respond, but 
he actually talks back. And I know sometimes it can be so shocking, but he's alive. He can hear. <laughs> he's far more intelligent than us. He has an answer for you. And if you call to him, he will answer you. All you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to be doing? Or should I be talking to this person? Or, you know, do I need to be doing this? Or do I need to be doing that? Holy Spirit will answer you. He will speak to you and he will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Okay. And this is something that we can put into practice, um, in our personal prayer lives when we need to understand why something is going on with us, when we need to understand, um, you know, how to handle a, a certain situation, when we need to know what's in our hearts or whatever, we can simply ask the Lord and he will give us a response. And it works for me and I've seen it work for any and every person that I have extended this exercise to. Okay. This is a way to hear from the Lord. Okay. So, um, you know, include that, fuse that with your communication with the Lord. And so we have these set prayer times, right? Where we say, you know what? I'm going to pray. I'm just going to take this time to the side and I'm going to pray. Um, but we are praying all day throughout the day we're speaking to the lord you know um we're having communication with him whether we're driving or at the grocery store you know we are are in the habit of asking um our lord for advice or talking to him about certain things or reflecting upon things with him so if you call to him he will answer you and he will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known so I don't want you to feel bad, even if you say, you know, I can't pray for that long. I can't pray for those five hours. I can't dedicate two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening. You know, I can only pray for this amount of time or I only feel led to pray for this amount of time. That's fine. But I want you to make communication with the Lord very normal. So it's nothing wrong with just while you're doing um, very regular things. It's in, I believe it's in God is a matchmaker where Ruth Prince says that, you know, during those times where, when she's basically on autopilot and her mind is clear, she uses that time as times of prayer. Okay. And, um, that's something that we can do when you're washing the dishes, when you're driving down the street, when you're sewing something, or when you're cooking that those are times when you can talk to the Lord. Okay. Your, your hands are occupied, but your mind isn't. And I believe that's how she puts it. Your hands are occupied, but your mind is not. Okay. And you can take your mind and say, okay, well, Jesus, the, what's going on with you? Or, you know, tell me what to do in this situation. Or you can just talk to him and tell him how, how awesome and lovely he is and how beautiful he is and how good he smells. I like to tell him that because he does smell good. Okay. Even if you say, well, I never smelled him before. That's okay. You know, he smells good. You won't be lying. <laughs> if you say it to him, take some time and just love on him while you're washing those dishes or while you're, while you are grocery shopping or something, you can speak to him in your heart. You can even get into the habit of internally involving him in the conversations that you're having. Like, you know, maybe your children do something funny and you can just say, Jesus, those children, you know, they're so funny and this, that, and the third. And I pray that you do this or, you know, thank you, Jesus, for my children. Just get into the practice of involving him, even in small ways where you say, well, that's not a lot. But to the Lord, guess what? It's an awesome thing. You, can you imagine how much you have to love someone or your people to say, listen, if two of you, if just two of you gather in my name, I'm right in the middle. I'm right there. 
Like you really have to love someone to make that declaration that as soon as you come together in my name, I'm right there in the midst of you. If you touch and agree about anything, I'm going to do it. Amen. He loves you. He wants to um, have fellowship with you and he wants to communicate with you all the time. Thank you, Jesus. So yeah, you can involve him in, in anything. And um, the Lord is right there with you. So we're still talking about getting an answer to our prayers. And um, one very important way of getting answers to our prayers is by our approach to God. Now, again, some of us have some serious confidence issues with the Lord. Some of us have a hard time understanding how much the Lord actually really loves us. And so we come to him and we're acting like he may not respond. And remember what it says in James that don't think that you're going to receive anything from God if you're wavering in what you have asked him for. God is going to do it. And he tells us that so many times in scripture that whatever you ask the father in my name, I will do it. Whatever you pray for, if you believe that you've received it, you will have it. If you abide in me, whatever you ask the father in my name, he's going to give it to you. You know, Jesus says it over and over again. But sometimes what um, causes us to not operate in that type of faith as we're praying is the fact that we feel like Jesus is upset with us about something. We feel like, you know, he may not want to hear from us or he may not do it for us. And the Bible says concerning that, don't think that you're going to get anything from the Lord. Okay. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We want to go to God in faith in stable faith. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about right now, as we're talking about getting answers from God, our approach to him, it's of the utmost importance. So turn with me to Hebrews 4 and 16. Hebrews 4 and 16. And this is one of those scriptures that I'm sure so many of us are very, very familiar with. It says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I love to say that he doesn't say come to the throne of judgment, come to the throne of condemnation, you know, draw near to the throne of, you know, of rejection. He says you draw near to the throne of grace. If you need help. God will help you. Okay. If you need mercy, God is merciful, but we can't go to him. Like we're a dog with our tail between our legs in, in fear. We are his children. And he says, if you're going to approach me, I understand that you may be sorry for what you've done. That's different from you walking around thinking that I don't like you and that I'm not going to answer you. I understand that you may feel some shame for what you've done, but I've bore, I bore your shame on that cross and through that passion, you don't have to bear it anymore. And this is why the Holy Spirit is so clear. When you draw near to God, you draw near to him with confidence. And he doesn't even say, just come to me. He says, come near to me with confidence, boldness, knowing that you are approaching God who loves you, who created you, who wants to hear from you. He wants to answer you. He has an answer for you. You have to draw close to him and you have to draw near to him in confidence. Okay. And so when you do that, listen to what it says. Let us then with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace. Why? Why do we take confidence and boldly go 
close to the throne of grace so that you can receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God is sitting on the throne of grace and he is just pouring out all the grace that you need. Even in your mistakes, even in that thing that makes you feel bad, God is saying, come close to me. I have exactly what you need. Here's some grace. I'm going to pour it out upon you and give you that unmerited favor, that unearned favor. God is gracious um, and he wants to be gracious towards you. Grace means like extending yourself. Like God is extending himself towards you. He's not pulling himself away from you. He's not shunning you. He's not pushing you away. God wants to be close to you in your time of need and he wants to help you. So when you are approaching him for an answer, for some help, you have to approach him the right way. Approach him with confidence in the name of Jesus. And we thank the Lord for that, that you can approach him with confidence even in times of distress, even in times of mistakes, even in your backslidden state, even when you are in a um, depressed uh, mindset, you can draw near to God with confidence. Because regardless of what you are going through, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's going to be gracious to you when you're doing well, and he's going to be gracious to you when you're struggling. As a matter of fact, when you're struggling is when you need it the most. So I just want to encourage you by the spirit of the living God, go to him, go to him and say, Holy Spirit, please, you know, impart into me everything that I need to be strong and to move forward from whatever I've done. Holy Spirit, help me in this situation. You know, go to our Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, this is what I need. You know, I, I know I slipped up. I know I'm having this struggle and I know that you have the answer for me. I know you are all the help that I need and I'm coming to you for the grace, hallelujah, that your word promises in this time of need. And I know that you're full of mercy because the Bible says that if I draw to you closely in confidence that you will give me mercy, amen. God is merciful and he wants to give you mercy. So when you are seeking an answer from the Lord, one thing I want you to remember is that God is not so far away that he can't hear you. He's right there with you. He speaks. He knows how to talk. He created language and he will respond to you with whatever it is that you need to know. Okay. And so sometimes he'll respond right away. If you speak to him just like that, like he's right with you because he is then don't be surprised if he answers you right away, okay? And you do this out of love. You do this because you genuinely need help. You're not attempting to tempt him. This is not like some type of magic trick for you. You know, you're not, this is not like a novelty thing that you're just about to play with. You take this serious that, you know what? God is with me right now and I'm seeking an answer for, from him and I can open up my mouth and talk to him. And if I still myself and if I quiet myself just for a few seconds, just for about a minute, he will respond to me. Amen. Amen. Um, and beyond that, when you are going into prayer and you say, well, you know, this is not just something that I just want to ask him, but I want to spend some time with him in prayer. That's fine. You go to the Lord in confidence. You draw close to him with confidence. Okay. You're drawing close to the throne of grace. Why? So that you can receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. God is not telling you to come close to his throne of grace so that he can reject you. God is telling you to come to him because he has what you need. 
And there's so many times when we slip up, when we make mistakes, when we say something we shouldn't have said that we want to stay away from God. We feel so unworthy. Listen, we were always unworthy. God's grace makes us worthy. The blood of Jesus makes us worthy. You have the right, according to the Bible, to draw close with confidence to the throne of grace and receive the mercy and the grace to help in the time of need. Amen. When you need it, God has the grace for you. When you need it, God has mercy for you and you don't have to be ashamed. Hallelujah. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to wear that guilt. You don't have to wear that condemnation. That's not the throne that you're going to. You don't have to feel judged. That's not the throne that you're going to. God wants to help you. Okay. So he has the answers for you for each and every person who's listening to me right now. And you're going through something and you say, I'm praying and I'm praying and I don't know why it's happening. Listen and wait. Okay. God will respond to you. He may respond to you through a scripture. He may respond to you through a sermon. He may respond to you as you're praying or when you ask him a question, he may respond right there. But do know that just like Jeremiah 33 and three says, if you call to God, he will answer you. So I want to tell you that as you're praying for an answer, expect an answer. Sometimes we pray and we don't even expect to hear anything from him or not, you know, immediately or whatever. Whatever your expectations are in prayer, expect God to meet them. Amen. So we have expectations for the Lord. He's a great God. He's an awesome God. He's ever present. He's everywhere all the time. And he hears you when you are praying. Amen. So we're going to continue this on Thursday as far as seeking an answer. So far, we've gone over Jeremiah 33 and 3 and Hebrews 4 and 16. We also learned that our prayer life goes through different changes. That's nothing to be upset about. That's nothing unusual. Life changes and sometimes our prayer lives change with our life changes. Okay. And um, God is faithful. God is not unreasonable or irrational. He's not a dictator. He just wants you to be committed to praying. Even if you can't pray as long as you used to, he still wants you to make sure that you take the time to seek his face and to speak with him. Amen. Amen. And we also are just learning how to approach him the right way, approach him the way that he wants to be approached. And we understand that it doesn't mean that you don't go to him and say, Lord, I'm so sorry about this, you know, or you don't go to him with some type of distress. Like we see Hannah go to the Lord. What it means is that in your heart, you're confident that he hears you, that he loves you and that he will answer you. We cannot go to God thinking that he does not like us or that he does not love us or that he may not answer us or that he's tired of us. Absolutely not. God is a very present help in, in trouble. God wants to be involved. If any man sins, we have an advocate with the father. Hallelujah. He is our comforter. He is with us. You don't have to be ashamed. You just go to him for help and God will help you. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're going to pick this back up on Thursday and we're going to finish this off about receiving answers and seeking answers from the Lord. Remember the way you approach him is very important and your expectation is very important. And remember, don't beat yourself up when you're going before him because you've made mistakes, because you said something you didn't say, or because you're not able or haven't been praying the way you used to. God will cause you to pick up right where you left off in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's a good father and he wants you to succeed. He wants wants you to be successful. He wants you to, um, you know, whatever your expectations are in prayer, not just for him, but for yourself, he wants you to meet them. And so he will help you. God is our help. He's our strong tower. He's our refuge. 
Hallelujah. He's our shield and our buckler. He is our exceeding great reward. And we love the Lord. Father, we love you. Thank you for being our reward. Thank you for being everything that we need. Thank you for being the lover of our souls, the bishop of our souls. Thank you for being our high priest. Thank you, God forever living to make intercessions for us. We love you so much. And I just pray for everyone who's listening right now that you would strengthen their hearts, that you would increase within them, that you would help them, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I'm asking that you would help them to understand that you love them. I pray that you would help them to understand that you want to help them, that they're not alone in these situations or in this situation in the name of Jesus Christ, but that you are a very present help in trouble and that they have the right according to your word because you've given it to them to draw close to you that they don't have to stay away from you they don't have to stay far away but even in their mistakes even in mishaps even in whatever is going on they can draw close to you and receive the mercy and the grace that they need to help them in this time of need and lord we love you for all of these great and precious promises that you've given to us and we know that you abide faithful jesus we love you and we thank you for your faithfulness it's in your name that we do pray amen